Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Cappy Pondexter. Cappy, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, appreciate you coming on. Uh, no problem. Thank you for having me. I forgot to mention WNBA legend. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so go back in time and uh, tell me how you got involved in basketball as a little kid. Well, you know, it came to me early. I was 10 years old when I really started playing. And um, I played Small Fry, which is a small little league around the world where the rim is like eight feet tall and, you know, you can't be over five one. So mm-hmm. it was a very special league. And I started, I was a center on an all-boys team, and I just started playing. I was really good. I was just talented naturally, so I just started playing. Gotcha. Growing up, did you play any other sports? Uh, Yeah, I ran cross-country a little bit. I um, was staying in shape during my high school days, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. You know, like, physically, that's a, a tough sport to, to play. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Was there anyone uh, that you looked up to in the NBA or the WNBA? I don't even know if it was in existence at the time uh, that you modeled your game after. I looked up to Michael Jordan, honestly, because he was the key to the city of Chicago. You know, like, no matter if you were involved in, like, gangs or if you were involved in sports, you know, Michael Jordan was the hero. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter. And, And as a kid, you know, like, it wasn't a lot of female basketball players that were well-known at the time. Yeah. You know, you had Cheryl Swoops and Don Staley and Lisa Leslie. Um, but that didn't come for me until later when I started figuring out basketball. My brother would watch, watch Michael Michael Jordan. So, it was just, he was the person that I modeled my uh, were you, yeah, Were you still living in Chicago when he was playing? Yeah, I still was living in Chicago. Like, I mean... He grew up, he helped, he raised me in the 90s, you know, when yeah. it comes to, like, culture, sports, in Chicago, everything is Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's why you look at Don C and Virgil and Kanye West, like, if any sneaker that they wear, it'll be a Jordan 1. It's because he was all about the culture, and yeah. he helped, he helped cure a city that really needed it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, uh, like, coming out of high school, what, what was your recruiting process like? It was constant. My first letter was USA Basketball. That was my very first letter from my high school coach, coach uh, Dorothy Gators. She literally told me, well, you're going to play USA Basketball. I said, okay, cool. I trusted her because she was the, she's the winningest coach in Chicago history, male or female. Yeah. She's won more state titles than, than a lot of males. So, like, her legacy alone, I just trusted her, and she led me into the right places. And... I was recruited by every school in the in the whole entire uh, country. So I could have went to any school, but I chose Rutgers University over UConn. And, you know, my career kind of took off from there. 
Uh, what what made you pick Rutgers over UConn? Coach Stringer, man, she's an angel. You know, um, you got to think about it. During the time when her and Pat Summit were battle it out, mm-hmm. it was during Title Nine, yeah. and she was the only African American that was doing it for athletes during that time period of Title Nine. Yeah. And she she is a very special part of our history, and I just thought it would be a great opportunity to learn from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what what was your overall like, overall experience like at Rutgers? It was amazing. The school is one of a kind. Like there is not one university that I could say that could top Rutgers. Like Rutgers is an impeccable academic system. Uh the athletic department is not the best, but we win and we teach our athletes, you know, that it's not just about basketball. And I think that's the most important message. And you can grow up on a fantastic campus. Um, where you need a car or you use the bus system to get around the university. And I think that is an an integral part of uh, a young adult growing up. Yeah, do you still go back there? Uh, Yeah, my jersey was retired. The second player on the female side to have my jersey retired. So it's a pretty big accomplishment and a very prestigious university. And to be African-American and accomplishing this thing at a predominantly Asian school... I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then uh, after Rutgers, like, were what? Or actually, during Rutgers, what was the point where it was like your aha moment that you could go to the WNBA? Uh, I kind of, I kind of felt it happening. Yeah. I would say my aha moment was when I got kicked out of school for plagiarism. Um, that was a very hard part for me, mm-hmm. and I never talked about this story. You know, people speculated but it was my truth it was my it was something that I had to live with you know because there was a swimmer who had just got expelled from the whole entire university but they saved me they gave me an opportunity to come back and I think I proved them right by doing the necessary work I had to to graduate on time and well as represent them as an athlete so I was able to come back to school you know what I mean so I think that was my aha moment like and that's why I decided to stay my last year that I got back from being a Prop 48 student. Gotcha. What did, what did you study at Rutgers? African-American study and sociology. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I think that's like one unique thing about the WNBA that most, most of the women have their degrees. Oh, yeah. I mean, because it's the rule, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's the rule, it's the change, which I think it should to give some attraction to the WNBA. You know what I mean? Think about it. If a high school player can come to the WNBA early with a salary that was just given, I think it's fantastic. It's great. It's And I think there's some players out there that can accomplish that. Yeah, isn't... They could come out after junior year or no? You can come out when you're 21 or oh, you yeah, play the okay, year gotcha. over yeah. in Europe. Gotcha, gotcha. And then um, yeah. going into the... The WNBA draft in uh, 2006, um, what was what was the whole draft experience like? Wow, I remember it. It was in Boston. It was amazing. That's like, Boston is one of my favorite cities in the whole entire universe, so it was magical for me. And to have my parents, um, my pastor, um, my godparents around, it was an amazing feeling. My brother, um, it, was, it was really, really cool, and... I just remember a lot of snow and me flying out. That's all I remember. And I flew out to Phoenix the night I got drafted. So to 
they welcomed me to the city and it was amazing and I fell in love with Phoenix the first night that I got there. Although I was a little tired from the time change, it was it was a, a real win that I'll never forget. For sure. Yeah, did you did you know you were going number two? Like did you know Phoenix was I, gonna pick it? It was either one or two. Yeah. Okay. It was one or two. It was a question between me and Simone. Yeah. Simone was actually in her right year. I was I, I stayed an extra year. So technically it was Simone's year. If I would have came out the year before, I would have went number one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Yeah, so it was it was cool. You know what I mean? Like to even be in the top race, it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, definitely. I mean, nothing nothing wrong with going number over overall number two. <laughs> That's for sure. And and I know, uh, yeah, actually in your in your second year, you won the, the WNBA title. Um, so what was that like to do it so early in your career? Well, it was cool. I did it with one of the best players that ever played a game alongside of me, Donna Tarasi. Like, if you think about the best combo in the league, I'm going Kathy and Diana. Right. And people can say I'm biased or whatever. I'm just saying we were the best combo duo in the league in 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 history as of right now. We brought we brought like this electricity, this dynamic duo like partnership. It was the coolest experience ever because I came out of college and she was a rock star. You thinking about LeBron James? You thinking about Kobe Bryant? She had the status, so it was like, "Wow, I'm going around with Diana Taurasi." It was the coolest thing ever, and she embraced me. She didn't treat me like a rookie. She treated me like, "All right, this is my partner in crime." Like, mm-hmm. and that's how we did it on the court, and we were able to win our first championship. Yeah, then you guys won a second one, 2009, right together. <laughs> Yeah, we would have won a few more if I would have stayed, for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much done everything in women's basketball. You won overseas too. You won. You won. Uh, you got the Olympic gold medal too. Yeah, I did. I accomplished a lot. Of, I'm just a winner, man. Yeah. When you think about it, at the end of the day, all I cared about, no matter what team I played on, or no matter the situation, I always just wanted to win. Like that was. That was my heart. That's what my heart told me to, you know, give to the game. And that's what I did. I just gave my heart. I gave my all. I gave my everything. I really love the game of basketball. Yeah. And what what was it like, um, like playing overseas for like your first time and then, but just doing that almost you're playing basketball basically all year round? I remember me and my cousin Jeff went to Istanbul, Turkey for the very first time and we went grocery shopping around the corner from the house. And we didn't know what we were getting. We were just like, all right, well, it looks like something. Cool. We didn't speak the language, so we couldn't read any of the labeling, the packaging, any of that. So we just grabbed things that looked like Americanized. And luckily, it was at a point where it was transitioning to be Americanized in the, in the country. Yeah. So you could read things a little easier, and everything kind of looked as similar as America. So it was, like, really, really cool. Um, just getting to know the culture, but understanding the language mm-hmm. and just the people in general. It was a cool experience. I enjoyed being overseas, honestly, because the culture. Yeah, definitely. I like to travel a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was beautiful for me. Yeah, I think that. I mean, yeah, in that aspect, I think it's cool. Like you guys get to see the world. Um, 
stuff like that. I can't. I can't even imagine. Like I haven't really been out of the country to be honest, so I can't even imagine like <laughs> looking at stuff. Uh, I'm actually supposed to be going to Canada soon, and I called up the hotel and they start and they started speaking in French, and I was like, uh, "How are you?" <laughs> and I was like, "All right." And then they started talking English. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Surprises. <laughs> and then uh, what about like the overseas game? Is it? Is it a lot different than the American game? Absolutely. It's more intense. Like, I remember being thrown, like, hot quarters on the court. I remember, like, M80s being thrown on the court. I got spit on before in my face. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. (laughs) I prepared for intense. Like, it was like, you know how, like, games were here in in, the... in America, that's how it was for the teams. Like, yeah. if you re- represent a color, that was like life and death. Like, it was like that intense. Oh, yeah, But yeah, it was yeah. fun, you know what I mean? Because they support, they support their teams. Yeah, were any were any of the teams you played for overseas, were they owned by, like, uh, the soccer teams? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, pretty much. I, I played for Fenerbahce. Yeah. I played for Besiktas, and they were owned by two soccer clubs. Yeah, so the, those teams must have been wild, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was cool to see. I just yeah. enjoy, like, the fans or whatever, mm-hmm. how the fans get together and pre-game and then, like, go and root for the team. And it's just like, you think an NBA game is sold out? Wait till you go to a, 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 a European, like, soccer game. Yeah. that That's sold out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and I know you played in WNBA for a long time. Um, what, what do you think... Did you see, like, a lot of growth from your rookie year to your last year? Oh, yeah, the game, yeah. it slowed down for me. It became easier because I became a mentor toward, towards the end of my career. And, you know, I was still getting buckets, but I became a mentor. You know, I played for Indiana. When I got there, the team was 1-17. and 17. Yeah. So we ended up finishing season 6 and 21 or something like that, 6 and something. It was It was a great turnaround. Yeah. And I think the young ladies learned a valuable lesson, and they worked hard the next the next season. So they were a young team. I was the oldest person there, so it was cool. It was cool to end my career the way that I did. Yeah, and then uh, let me uh, let me read off some more accolades since you have like, you have like too many. But <laughs> you're you're a se- you're a seven time All Star. You're the three time First Team. You're the MVP uh-huh. of the Finals in 2007. All defenses team, all rookie team, top fifteen player. So what, like, what does all that mean to you? It's a blessing because I know that I couldn't do it without God. Like, like all the pressures that come with being a player like that, I didn't understand at the time. But now that I've been really retired and reflecting, I've been able to understand like everything that I've been through yeah. because it happens so quickly that you don't even realize that you know like what's happening so now that it's really slowed down for me I, I feel blessed and honored and I don't take any of it for granted yeah and yeah I know like yeah I know you guys don't you you don't really have time to reflect too because you're always playing basketball like all season all year round. <laughs> yeah. I mean all year round you know what I'm saying and uh like what do you think about the new uh CBA that just came out the other day it's interesting. I'm still waiting on feedback from the players to really see what they think. I think that's the most important thing. Um, you know, they had the leadership um, from the president, Janeka Bumake, 
being the president of the players' union. Yeah, we're just trying to see where 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 it heads. You know, I think change has happened, which is important mm-hmm. for women in general and children in general. So I'm excited to see um, where we go in the next eight years. So, are, do you have any considerations of coming out of retirement? No. <laughs> Maybe the big three. I'll probably try out for that just to just for some laughs. <laughs> All right. Yeah, actually, I saw that. Yeah, yesterday too. A lot of a lot of basketball news. Um, what about what? What advice would you give to young male or female athlete like trying to get a D one scholarship or trying to go pro? You got to focus on the schoolwork first. Honestly, you really do. You got to focus on the schoolwork, and then at the same time, you got to focus on your craft just as much. Like the, the amount of time that you put in basketball, if you put some time into your academics, you know, you can become something really, really great for when basketball is finished. You don't think about the end part. You know, you just think about right now and the possibility of you doing this, but then think about when that's over, when the ball stops bouncing, what's next? You got to go back to what what's most important, and that's the academic part of it. Yeah, definitely. And what, and what are you up to uh, now that you're retired? Oh, man, I got my hands in so much. Obviously, I love music. Um, I'm looking to do something in music. Um, I think the, the second thing is me giving back to the homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a couple projects where I'm giving back into the community of L.A. when it comes to homelessness. Uh, I think it's a, a huge topic that, that needs to be covered, not just here in L.A., but all across the globe. It's a shame, honestly, to see it. And I think if we give a little more helping hand, I think we can help them get them off the street. And for me, that's the most important thing, and that's why I do it. Mm-hmm. I'm also involved in uh, preventing gun violence. I think uh, my experience with my family and losing a close member, a few close members, has, has pushed me to start my own uh, <clears throat> my own company, mm-hmm. Love Is Too. And I'm focusing on help bettering the community and people that are traumatized from the law mm-hmm. because I think to lose somebody in your family from senseless gun violence is a very uh, hard thing. So I'm focused on those things, just giving back to the community. Obviously, the kids are number one for me. Anything that I can help, I still do a lot of close projects with Nike when it comes to community. Um, you know, I've, I've been with them since I was like 15, so uh, a company like that is is it very important to me, especially now that I'm retired, that I've continued a relationship and a partnership with them. So I do a lot of projects with them in the community for the young kids, especially in the city of Chicago. Yeah. And that's really it. That's, that's what I'm doing. I'm just giving back. I think that's my purpose in life is to give back. I enjoy giving back. And, uh, yeah, that's what I do. Gotcha. Uh, I got to ask you, like, so how did you get with Nike? Like, did you, was there any, like, Bidding war with another company? I have no idea if they are. Tell them, come talk to me. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I mean, like when you first started, when you first started your career. Oh, when I first started my career. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you go through the circuits, yeah. and my high school, I was blessed to be able to wear Nike on the uniform and warm up in the shoes. Uh, USA basketball with Nike at one point. You know, it, it just happens. It's, it's like that in basketball. I was signed as a Nike athlete for all my career. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Um, it's a blessing, you know what I mean? Those are blessings that come with the the whole the whole price of being a basketball player, a professional basketball player. You know, it's like it's not easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? People think that it's easy or they see one thing, it's not about that. It's it's the hard work that you put in and I put a lot of hard work in. Yeah, and what what about yeah, what what was your uh like workout routine like basketball wise and like did you lift weights and stuff like that too? I played a lot of basketball. Yeah. I did a lot of strength training. You know, exercising your own muscles. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily like weights. You know, I would do a lot of strengthening exercises. A lot of stretching. A lot of therapy. Things like that. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, a pe- that's a thing that people I, don't I see. I took care of my body. I spent a lot of money on my body. Yeah. I did. I had to. I was yeah, playing sure. all year round. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's what people don't see at all, like with athletes in general. Yeah. Massages, you know, you yeah. had to get them twice a week. That cost. There's a lot of things that people don't realize that goes into it. It's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, are you ready for some yep. uh, fun questions? We're going to go from average to savage. Okay. And <laughs> what do I do with average and savage? <laughs> No, I mean like that's what I just named it. So like, I, it's usually like some fun questions. So, and then it just makes you like the last one will make you think more. So, so my first question uh, is, <laughs> so my first question is, what's your what's your favorite shoe of all time, sneaker? The Jordan one. Any any specific color wave? I specifically like the black and white color wave. Whatever it is, whatever design or whatever shoe it is, I like black and white with the Jordan one. It's so spicy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I mean, I don't know if you've seen it on like Twitter when they were coming out with like uh like the all drip awards and they were, and then uh like people people were still commenting like your name even though you're retired. Dang, that's that's special. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Is there any story behind uh your parents picking your name Cappy? My dad named me after his sister. All right. Is that known or is that like breaking? Last name. Huh? Gotcha. Is that is that like known? Do do a lot of is people? Is it known? Yeah. I have no idea. I guess they know now. All right. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> uh, uh, what what do you think your career would have been if you didn't play basketball? Uh, fashion. And a teacher, for sure. <laughs> okay. I would have did it. I would have done like community projects, helping the kids out. I love kids so much. Do you do any like basketball camps? No, I don't. I do them here and there, you know, whenever, yeah. whenever I feel like it. But majority of the time, it's just doing events and stuff. I do a lot of events. Yeah. And the events, a lot of times, are with kids. Gotcha. Last one. Who would you want to want to exchange your jersey with? Like any basketball player. Michael Jordan. I knew you were going to say. Michael Jordan. What about a women's player? I'm still going. Uh, sure, suits. All right. Yeah, you're just going with the classics. I have to. Yeah. yeah for sure. That's what I'll start. <laughs> Definitely. 
Well, I appreciate you coming on. And, uh, can you let the people know where they can follow you at? You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capla, C-A-P-P-A-2-3. And as well, LinkedIn, you can follow me at Cappy Pondexter. All right. I look forward to connecting with you guys in 2020. I wish that you have a very prosperous year of abundance, love, and peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.